Had the Hall of Fame game last week. It was kind of our little taste of football. We didn't really have many starters or anything close to it. Though they did show Aaron Rodgers, Ryan, a lot on camera. A lot. And I wish you could have been there as part of the show because we sat there and pointed out every time they showed him on camera, smiling, wearing his Jets hat, just having fun. I mean, you've got to be just absolutely juiced up for hard knocks coming up soon. For Aaron Rodgers now in a Jets uniform, you got him behind you and in your little home set up there too. I mean, it was all about Aaron Rodgers in that game. You know what's funny, guys? I love football more than anything. I paid attention, like, barely. And I was thinking, man, I wish I was at work tonight because we got a game. It's the first NFL game. But I hate when, like, people are tweeting, NFL season's here. We got football tonight. Football's back. We do not have football, right? We realize we do not have football back when Zach Wilson plays the opening drive, and then we don't even get to see him the rest <laughs> of the game. We see Chris Streveler, who's since been released. Like, that is not football. So, not going to lie, I was actually at a bar with some friends, not paying any attention, having some drinks, as soon as Zach Wilson left that game. That's all I wanted to see is what Zach Wilson looks like because Aaron Rodgers is playing the big brother role like he did with Jordan Love. That's what I can't wait to see on Hard Knocks. I mean, obviously – you know, you have Aaron Rodgers, but you got a lot of big personalities. Zach Wilson's battling to stay in the league for a backup job. Sauce Gardner's got a huge personality. Garrett Wilson has a huge personality. All those dudes on defense. Hell, Robert Sala, the head coach of the team, has a huge personality. Uh, it begins tomorrow night. I haven't been this jacked for hard knocks probably in the last five years, so I am pretty excited. I'm excited to see the Jets. I think they are going to be really good, and I think Rodgers is going to have a huge bounce back here. And that's just not because I'm a fan. Uh, he looks like he's in great shape. He looks skinny. Uh, I think Garrett Wilson's going to win Offensive Player of the Year. We talked about that a couple times two weeks ago. And I just think that defense, if they can stay healthy, is top five. So I think the Jets will be at least, you know, an 11-12 win team this season. Let me let me ask you this, Ryan, because we talked uh, about this a little bit last week uh, with some, some folks, Zach Rosenblatt being one who covers the Jets for the Athletic. That offensive line is very suspect to me. So the only reluctance that I have in terms of going like whole hog on backing the Jets is that. And Makai Becton just doesn't really look like himself. And Dwayne Brown is is 40 years old. Like, what's your thoughts on their on their line? And I know this is like a little bit of a nerd in the weeds question, but like I know you're a backer, but I know you're also in the weeds. No, that's my biggest concern. Like, if the Jets are an eight, seven, you know, six, nine-win team this season, if they don't win double-digit games, it's gonna be because it's gonna be because of their offensive line. That's my number one concern. Is because Rodgers, you know, the two MVP seasons back to back, and even last year with his struggles, has had a really good offensive line. You had David Bakhtiari, who I know he struggled to stay healthy, but you've also had Elton Jenkins, who's an All-Pro, a really good offensive line, and he's older. You know, he's going to be 40 years old here soon, and you don't want him getting hit a lot. Also, you know, Rodgers, I know he's been in Green Bay. He's not really a cold-weather quarterback anymore, and he goes to New York. Like, I kind of wanted to see what would ha – like, you would love to see him in San Francisco or Vegas if they weren't a complete disaster. But he's going to be playing against really good defenses, good pass rushes, cold-weather games with a shaky offensive line. If the Jets underperform, if they're a mess this year, I think that's why. It's the offensive line. It's Rodgers gets killed by week three which means it's the Zach Wilson show after that, which I don't know if anybody necessarily wants. Though we'll probably see him against the Panthers. The Jets are uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites, and they're minus 145 on the money line of the Panthers. We are going to see Bryce Young in that game. It's just crazy. Like, I know we see this every year, right? But when you start to look at uh, everything come out for the preseason, the totals 
are just it looks like xfl totals i know we see this every year we always know lower scoring games a lot although the over hit late in that game that was brutal tristan and i were losing our minds when we had the under and then late you're just going oh my god that's why i wanted the power to stay out the light stayed out then we would have all hit the under we all would have been happy everything would be good by the way everybody's a hack on twitter one more person made a darkness retreat joke with aaron Rodgers. i was going to also lose my mind but like we're looking at texans patriots is thursday night that's totals 38 and a half. Vikings are at the Seahawks Thursday night, 34 and a half. Friday, we got a whole bunch of games, 36 and a half, 39 Steelers and Bucks. I mean, Packers and Bengals, 35 and a half. So it's like, even though the rule is generally just play it safe and take the under in these, there are some where you go all the way down and you see Chargers at Rams. That total on Saturday is 32 and a half. So, and we've seen a crazy adjustment. I want to talk to you guys about this, actually, because the Hall of Fame game, and I tweeted this out because I wasn't going to be on the show. I'm like, I'm going to uh, relax tonight, and I'm going to bet the over. And people were in my mentions, even in the second quarter, ah, ha, 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 you know, going against the trend. Like, yeah, like, trends are your friend. I'm going to bet the hell out of the mm-hmm. Ravens in the preseason because Harbaugh is going to play to win. Like, he's like Bill yep. Goldberg in 95-96 in WCW. Who's next? He's undefeated. <laughs> he doesn't lose in the preseason, right? But these totals, like, we've seen a big adjustment where some of them are going to be too low. I thought that total, once it dipped down to, what was it, 31 and a half, 32 in the Hall of Fame yeah. game, that's way too low. Some of them are going to be a little bit too high, I think. I played another over already. Friday night, 7 p.m. kickoff. I took the over in Atlanta at Miami. Uh, Dolphins, Falcons, and it opened up at 36. It's at 36 and a half right now. I think that total's too low. I think we're going to get some points. Um, you know, Miami, they already lose Jalen Ramsey. Who the hell are they going to play defensively? Um, it's going to be a work in progress, I think, in the preseason with Vic Fangio becoming the coordinator. I wor- I really worry about Atlanta's defense. That's why I'm not going all in with them this season, even though they did spend the fourth most money in free agency. They've already got injuries. Okuda already got hurt. Uh, so I already played an over because I thought that that was too low. But then you look at these men, and some of these are just way too high, in my opinion. New England and Houston opens yes. at 38 and a half, gets mm-hmm. bet up to 39 and a half. If we could get to 40, which I don't think we will, I did bet the under today at 39 and a half small. It's just like with New England, you have a new play caller. Obviously, it's an upgrade, Bill O'Brien over Matt Patricia. But we're probably not going to see a whole lot of Mac Jones. Maybe we see some Bailey Zappi. I just don't think either team's going to show a whole lot. And Houston. They're starting a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. The first couple drives, they may not look good. Uh, and then you're going to have backup linemen. I'm just looking like it, it like over adjustments from last season and from what we see here these first couple weeks. And that's what I'm looking at mostly is totals, though. What do you think about – because the Houston uh, – the Texans-Patriots total jumped out. Like, whoa, that looks too high. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Steelers' Bucks 39 and a half? Uh, because that feels like a little too high, too. Same here. That seems like an under, right? I don't feel very good about Tampa Bay offensively this season when their starters are out there because right now there's a quarterback competition going on between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. Uh, Obviously, you still have some really good skill position players there. Mike Evans is still there. Chris Godwin's still there. But I don't think they're going to show a lot or play, obviously, in the preseason. And then the same thing with the Steelers. I don't think we'll see the starters and, uh, you know, really good defense especially when T.J. Watt's out on the field. I think exactly. that that's a little bit too high as well. Uh, yeah, Trubisky's going to be dealing, Luke says in the chat. I could see that, though. <laughs> I, I would go under on that one. Yeah. I mean, I just I feel like anything like 38 and a half, 39, and it's going to be different, obviously, for some matchups, but those a couple of those just jumped right out, right out at me, and the Hall of Fame and, game was one of them. 
And Colts Bills as well. I don't know how the Colts, even with their starters, are going to score, let alone their second uh, and third string guys. That feels that feels like it's all completely overweight towards uh, Buffalo Bills offense, which I I don't know about either. When you're talking about second and third string guys, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at a couple of those. The like. It's for me mostly going to be it's going to be a lot of unders like I brought up the over that I played mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame game I played the over in Atlanta Miami but then I went under in New England Houston um I am I'm considering the over in Minnesota Seattle Thursday night I I do I I I think that 35 I mean it opened at 34 and a half so it's already been hit I I think we could get, I think that should close around like 36 and a half so I think that's another one where I would look at the over but it's going to be mostly unders and then as far as the spreads a couple that I was looking at Friday night uh, will be on the air for this one. I'm excited. Packers, Bengals, they're going to be practicing against each other all week. I grabbed Green Bay opened up. This was almost a pick. Packers opened up because it's on the road, one-and-a-half-point favorites. That balloons out to four. I don't know that I would play it at four, but I jumped on Green Bay. Jordan Love should probably see an entire quarter, I would expect. Joe Burrow, we might not see him week one. I mean, Jamar Chase is doing interviews where he's saying, hey, we just need you back by week four. That's a little concerning because Zach Taylor is yeah. not giving us a whole lot on that Joe Burrow injury. And, you know, I think Cincinnati now plays it real safe because this season, I don't care what anybody says, is Super Bowl or bust for the Bengals. I know they mm-hmm. expect to make Burrow the highest paid quarterback, Jamar Chase the highest paid receiver, T. Higgins, what, the second highest paid receiver and have any sort of defense for the next five years. I don't know how they do that, though. So I just think that this is a huge year for Cincinnati. I think they play it real safe. And I think Green Bay is going to have to play some guys because we don't really know what they are right now. So I played them, and then I played Carolina once they announced uh, Bryce is going to be in there. I, I can't wait to watch him. You know, you talk about quarterbacks needing time like Jordan Love, right? I'm actually really surprised that Commanders Browns is sitting at 38 and a half because you're probably going to get a lot of Sam Howell because he's going to need the reps. He's been up and down, as you'd probably expect in their camp right now. Browns, I mean, how much does Deshaun Watson get out there? But that Washington defense on top of that, that's like the, that's going to be the strength of this team. I'm just telling you this now. The offense may have weapons, but Sam Howell is going to be a roller coaster this entire year. Like, I know you love him. I know you love him, Ryan. But it's been, it's been one minute, oh, this kid's got something, and the next minute you're going, and you look a little worried. Now, they are going to run more of that RPO-type offense like you had in North Carolina. You're going to, you know, obviously now you have – uh, Eric Bieniemy, that's going to really change this offense. They're going to look a lot different there. They're not going to show you a lot in the preseason anyway. But that commander's defense, what it depends on obviously how many of these guys play. But even if it's not all the starters, which it probably won't be, you've got a really strong secondary and a really good, uh, a really good uh, defensive line. And Chase Young's going to need some time because he's missed 22 games now since he's been hurt. So they're going to get some guys out there getting some reps early, and that defense is going to get after the Browns, I think. So I've actually, like, if you want to talk about numbers that are very comfortable unders, I think 38 and a half, under 38 and a half for Browns commanders is a big one too. Yeah, you know, man, I was actually kind of feeling good about the Commanders heading into the season. I don't know about like nope. winning a playoff game or winning double-digit games or anything like that, but everybody is hitting their under on their win total. The Sam Howell yeah. reports have not been great. I won't be shocked if we see Jacoby Brissett by week four, week five, and let's be honest, we know what the ceiling is if we see Jacoby Brissett. Love Terry McLaurin. Uh, I like Dotson. I like a lot of the skill position guys. We'll see what we get from the running back room. You know, Brian Robinson obviously was shot last season, so I didn't have huge expectations. But on the defensive side of the ball, man, like if it's not this season for Chase Young, I I don't know what happens next year. He'll be in the league, but what kind of contract does he get? Is it like a one-year, almost like a vet minimum deal? Because he's only going to get one of those full season his rookie year. 
And even yeah, his rookie year, like we had... thought. We, no, I just want to say we thought he was going to be like the next the next big pass rusher from Ohio State, double digit sack guy. And I know he hasn't stayed healthy, but I don't know, man. I'm a little worried. Like he could he could still get to that point, but the reality of it is the guy just hasn't stayed on the field consistently. And I know they say that he's looks great. Like you know, how you can see a player that has a lot of great physical gifts. That's easy in college, but when you get to the NFL, the one big problem with him is he didn't have a lot of moves to get to the quarterback. Like it was kind of like one swim move, and that's it. There wasn't a lot of extra ways, and no, he's going to see a lot of double teams. But you saw that back half of his rookie year where he was generating turnovers and he's making plays and getting sacks. And you're like, okay, now I can see it. But you miss all this time. I mean, it's that's a major setback for somebody. And yeah, what's going to end up happening is Chase Young, if he doesn't have a great year this year, he's going to end up probably hitting free agency and he's going to get a one-year deal unless the team decides they want to franchise him for a season. If it's just good enough, we're like, okay, it's an overpay, but it's one year. Let's give him another shot and do that. But, I mean, this is... It's kind of this year or bust for Chase Young until he has to then go somewhere else and kind of start all the way from scratch. You know, you think about this, too. Like, we talk about the Ravens. I know we joke that they just always win in the preseason. They're favorites against the Eagles, three-and-a-half-point favorites. But, like, at what point does that end? At what point do the Ravens just finally lose a game? Maybe it is the Eagles. Maybe that's an opportunity to get the Eagles on the money line at plus money there at plus 140. Again, we like the hard part with preseason is you got to just sit there and see who's going to play and figure out how much. And then you got the back end of it where somebody that's trying to make the team returns a kick for a touchdown with like two minutes to go and it screws you in one way or the other where it's total or spread. But I, I feel like at some point the Ravens will lose a preseason game and maybe it's finally against the Eagles. Yeah, but yeah, that's, Harbaugh's a, that's a great 38-16-1. <laughs> Yeah, I was I, I was just gonna I say there's a there's a try hard energy uh, from Harbaugh, and that what led me to a question about another coach who's got try hard energy, which is Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug Peterson talked about this I think yesterday or the day before, and he's like, I think that starters should play in preseason games. I feel like they need to feel the energy that comes with starting a football game. And Trevor Lawrence, I think he had. Uh, seven series in last in last year's four game preseason, three games in in game two. But he's going to play uh, a few a, a few series in game one uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Total thirty seven and a half. Jags are favored by four and a half. Like, what's your thoughts uh, on that one, Ryan? Given that I don't information want, that I just okay. gave you. Yeah. So, like, given the information, if I want to do anything with the Jags, right? Like, let's look at the first quarter. Let's just play them in the first quarter and take a look at that number or lay big chalk on a money line. I hate to do that in the preseason, but I mean, not that I'm the biggest trends guy, but if you're looking at historical numbers, these coaches in the preseason, I don't care what Doug Peterson says. He's eight and twelve against the against the number in the preseason. You know, in twenty preseason games, and I just don't love laying four and a half in the preseason. You know what I mean? just at that yeah. number going over the key number I don't really want to play them as favorites but I would do something with the Jags in the first quarter maybe a team total over or something like that depending what the number looks like if we're going to see the starters for an entire quarter I just don't trust that we're going to see it you know um, but then again you never know like the Chiefs Andy Reid plays Mahomes an entire quarter an entire half that first preseason game it's it's yeah. dealing with how much everybody's going to play is like one of the most frustrating parts about this. But yeah, if you know there's at least going to be a few starters, you kind of have a little more of a gauge, and maybe that's when you say, all right, hit the first quarter, maybe the first half, and then you go from there because we all know what the second half ends up being, unless you want to live bet it, and that may be crazy too. So uh, early odds for NBA Most Improved Player next. Bet MGM tonight.